0: As pivotal a game as you will have in these playoffs, the London Knights keep home ice advantage, and they are victorious in Game 5 with a score of 5-2 to over the Sarnia Sting here at Bud Gardens. After the buzzer, Kyle Gamar, Jim Van Horn, and Mike Stubbs. Gentlemen, I feel like as each game goes on in this series, the intensity, the skill, the attention to detail, everything shoots up as each game goes along, and tonight was perfect evidence of that
1: it was it was intense and (laughs) intense for so many different reasons intense because the london knights had talked so much over the last day and a half about coming out and starting on time those were the words of sean McGurn after the game four loss make sure that we come out and match that intensity of the sarnia sting i don't know that anybody was matching the sarnia sting intensity off the draw In the first period, because they just they came out roaring. Very rarely do you see a team come out like that. They were winning races to pucks. They were creating chances, and they put the first eight shots of the game at Zach Bowen and Kyle and Jim. He stopped every single one. I was exhausted just watching them. I'm calling the game, and I'm just
2: like, oh my gosh, I'm tired. What I can't imagine uh, trying to chase the sting around like he did, but tonight to me, was all about Bowen. His response in that scenario that Mike just painted was so critical.
0: And Um, you've got to imagine, too, you're a 17-year-old, you're a rookie, circumstances that happen your Brett Brochu who has been playing lights out goes down with a lower body injury and your first ever career OHL playoff start is in the West Finals on the road in Sarnia a team that has never been to the West Finals before a fan base that has been wanting and clamoring for a playoff game of that magnitude that building erupted i had some in, in, insight insights from uh, downstairs from one of the training staff from the sarnia sting he said they sold eighty thousand dollars worth of 50 yes. 50 tickets over the two games <laughs> mm-hmm. it was electric
1: three that's a, deep in standing room
0: and that's in, and that's proof as to how loud and how vigorous and how intense that building was and that's tough for any goaltender to go into, let alone your first two ever starts. I think coming back home was one one of the best things that could have happened for him. The team, belief in him and say what you want, early shots on net as a goaltender can be a good thing. You feel the puck earlier, you get a chance to really get your bearings right, you get into the game early and you feel like you're there. Mentally it's harder when it goes the other way and all of a sudden London comes down and the first shot on Ben Gaudreau Goes in the net,
2: and the Knights picked up on, on that energy, and uh, you know looked like they and they nursed that one nothing lead into the uh, third period, but Bowen kept it there. Bowen uh, was—it's uh, not like that after that eight eight shots in the first three minutes, he didn't have anything to do. Oh, it didn't he stop. Still, it didn't stop. <laughs> like he had to be zoned in all the way. And here's here here are my thoughts on the way the Knights handled bowen never a question he's a battler look at the quotes from dale look at the quotes from that is from the Mark. biggest
1: that is the biggest compliment a goalie can get from dale hunter he's a battler he's yep. battling that's you, you don't get better than that
2: yep and when you hear the you know the legendary coach just in your corner like that um you, you know your confidence is up uh, look he battles he gave us a chance to win in the in in sarnia and there was no question you know he's in there and the way he played tonight was uh, just so stellar under these circumstances to put in a performance like that uh you know i'll remember that performance uh, for a long time and bowen uh It is the mental part of goaltending, Kyle, as you know, that you have to conquer uh, and you have to be able to handle uh, this kind of situation. I can't imagine a pressure situation like this. This reminds me of the way Michael Hauser played against Owen Sound in that in that series uh, where he almost single hand remember in 2011 where michael hauser uh, gave the attack the toughest time just about that they had
1: until the final right. um, they it, could hardly put a puck past him and and that readied them for going on to win a championship that's the kind of stuff that they needed
2: and in uh, michael hauser's case it catapulted him into number one goalie status and goalie of the year the next year in the chl uh, but you uh, to be able to perform uh like that under these circumstances kyle talk about that mental preparation and maybe the day of the game coming in your pregame prep what does a goalie go through um in this kind of pressure. What do you want to what do you want to do to prepare for
0: that? You want to go through your routine. You want to go through what you feel comfortable doing, especially at home too. I think going through your routine on the road is different than going through your routine at home. At home you go through the same entrance, you go to the same dressing room, you go to the same stall on the road it's a different building it's a a different place where you're throwing the ball against the wall to get your eyes and your hand eye coordination intact it's a different it's a different seat that you're sitting in and you're sitting beside different players sometimes and it's it it's something that you've got to work through and again it's so much easier said than done mentally trying to prepare and get yourself zoned in i think too especially with with how crazed this this Fan base and market is here in London, just trying to block everything out, trying to lean on the people that are in the room, your teammates, your coaches, your training staff, and not listen to the outside noise like we're doing right here. And just focus on the little things. And I think what I saw from tonight with Bowen was he simplified his game. You notice, you know, there's a few shots where he just made the save. Just get your body in front. Just make a save. There was one on a penalty kill where a shot came from the point, and he just shot his blocker out, punched it right to, I believe, Diaco, and Diaco got it down the ice. But not trying to worry about making sure the perfect rebound control is there. He's just getting a body part on it, and that gets you back into the groove. And as you get more comfortable, then you start focusing a little bit more on rebound control, putting pucks into corners, covering them when need be, getting a whistle for your teammates. All those things just slowly come into effect, but it all starts at the very beginning of the day mentally with the pregame preparation
2: awesome stuff and then as the game goes on the teammates look at the saves he's making they go wait a minute you know this guy is into this and then now i got i'm i'm gonna block shots i'm gonna get i'm gonna make sure my job is done because look at this guy battle here feeds through
0: the whole team the whole team recognizes that, oh, Bowen's made eight straight saves and we haven't got a puck on. We need to start going. And then you see the team elevate, pick it up, they go score the first goal, and then they're off and running from there. Now, Sarni had a phenomenal amount of chances throughout the, the rest of the first and even in the second period. And and Bowen was up to the task. The London had some good surges in the second period. That power play looked dialed in, that first one of the game. And, you know, it's it's a good back and forth. Both goaltenders were great, and then that flurry of goals to start the third is really what separated the this game. I think from a goalie standpoint, there is nothing that gives you more confidence when you give up a goal and your team immediately turns to you and goes, we've got your back. Two goals immediately after saying, don't worry, we're going to get those back for you. And they did that tonight.
2: 13 seconds after the Dillingham goal, tied at 1-1, Denver Barkey backs the Sarnia D in and takes a shot, maybe through a screen. It was, as Mike described it, high blocker, his eighth, and then 39 seconds, if I've got my math right, after that, Ryan Winterton finds the post in. I'm not sure, uh, maybe godrow was screened on both of those, but then the crowd almost takes over from there and energizes the whole place.
0: What a playoffs, what a series so far for Ryan Winterton. He has been on another level, especially in this series. I mean, I, I, every time you look at him, the confidence from what we're seeing at a Winterton today... Oh night and day from when he was first here with the team and we always have to remind everybody he came off of an injury hadn't played a game all year and came halfway through the year when London was going so it takes a while to get your legs caught up but we are seeing the player that London Knights traded for uh from the Hamilton Bulldogs
1: six goals three assists nine points in five games he's almost at a two-point pace taking on a sarnia sting team that makes it awfully tough to do anything on the ice
2: Yeah, he is everything uh, that uh, was advertised uh, that you can and you can feel it now that we're getting down to this kind of level. The championship pedigree that's been built into this uh, guy, along with Humphrey, Diaco. uh, You know, you can see why a guy like Winterton was a third round pick of Seattle and and just everything he can be. He just competes so hard He's got a lot of skill for sure, but he also is a hockey, he's responsible defensively. He is uh, just tremendous and plays to the big moments, and you cannot beat that.
0: Has a terrific defensive stick. He is never not in the lane and making life hard on the opposing forwards. He's just always there and he does he's always making the smart moves and again it's it's easy to to gush about a guy who had a game like this today but this these play the this series alone he's had two 1-point games, both were goals. He's had two 2-point games, three goals and an assist and then a 3-point game in this series. He has not been held off the score sheet yet. He has been involved in every single game.
2: Here's the challenge the Knights have now is to not want to rely on the cushion of a home game seven and to really look at game six almost the same way as they saw this one as a must win an elimination game if it doesn't work out yes you do have a cushion but you want to put that out of your mind Uh, they have won in Sarnia this year they now have the Sarnia sting in a situation where they haven't been before Uh, and they've got to go into Sarnia and look at uh, this as really found money and uh, play the kind of game that, you know, is befitting of a of a of a team that you can knock out.
0: And I can guarantee you that Sarney had that exact same mindset coming into today's game where they said, We don't want to have to go back home down again and have to force a game seven back in that building. They wanted to come here, ride their momentum, try to take the crowd out of it. One nothing going into the second period and the second intermission. They were coming down the the, the, the benches or the um, down the bomb, and it seemed like they were down 4-5-1. Like, the mood on the players, they were frustrated. They could not believe that they hadn't solved Bowen. They couldn't believe that they were losing. And yes, there were times where they carried the play, but you could have you told me that they were down 4 nothing, and I would have believed you.
2: What does Bowen uh, bring? You know, we saw the competitiveness here tonight. We saw the mental strength. Technically, what does he do well? And... He's got good size, but what else from a goalie's point of view?
0: Well, he does a great job at getting to his posts and reading the play from there there was a few moments where the puck kind of corralled in the slot and then went off to the corners off to the side and he gets to his post so quickly but not just to his post in a rush he gets to his post in the proper position so if a player has the puck on the half wall and they try to get a quick shot off he's got all of the neck covered but he's got his skate right at the post so if there is a pass instead of a shot he can shoot right back out with that left with that right leg and come back afterwards and be ready for an opposing pass a one-timer if they play needs to take it and corral at first. He's kind of ready for all situations. And I feel like there was at times in Sarnia probably where he maybe looked a little bit more lost on, on some plays. Where he's just kind of struggling and, and trying to stay alive in certain plays. That was not the case tonight. He was on top of everything. His anticipation was there. But I noticed him going from post. When he was coming off his post and then driving out to the top of his crease for either a one-time or a point shot. He was getting to the point of attack Fast and aggressively, and he was there before the shot was taken. Because as a goalie, if you don't get to the point of attack fast enough and you're still moving and a shot comes, now you're making a save in motion. You're not set, you're not ready, and if there is a rebound, it is awfully difficult to come all the way back.
2: And talking about rebounds, I think... Because he's in that position, he was kicking rebounds out into the non-danger areas many times tonight. Six, seven times.
0: Because you're set and then you get back into your stance. And from there, you have a lot more strength in your core and your legs to push into the puck and make the save. If you're moving and you're coming out while like motioning forward, you're now off balance. Sometimes you lean back, sometimes you lean forward. And it's a lot more difficult to control your rebounds at that point. So he was unbelievable tonight at, at doing that and making life... A lot easier, and give all the credit in the world to the defenders and, and the forwards for blocking shots. They were they were doing a much better job today than games three and four. They were getting in the lanes. They were clearing out after after the first save. He didn't have to make a whole lot of second and third save chances because London was doing such a great job at getting those pucks out.
2: Well, if any. Uh... Any NHL scout wanted to see, you know, what oh. he could do under pressure. I talked situation. to one of them who did. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, you've got a you got a good good show. And we um, had
0: an elite goaltender in the building today, and Curtis Joseph. I yes. talked to him, and he <laughs> said that he was very impressed with Bowen's performance tonight. So oh, wow, that was that was really cool to have him in the building today.
2: Awesome, high praise right there. And uh, Curtis Joseph uh, knows what the uh, performance under pressure is like this guy was playing on teams that was under pressure most of his career
1: and then you Um, look at some of the other i remember curtis joseph saying that you know he once looked around and he's in a dressing room and it hits him that he's in the dressing room for team canada at the olympics and he is considered to be one of the top 20 players in his country In the world, and it it was just something that that really hit him, and you know that that's a special moment. This this guy is is incredible. He's in town for Hockey Fest. Kyle, you've been a part of that. Were you playing in Hockey Fest earlier?
0: I played with him today. You played with him. I played with him today. Come on, yeah. Did he play
1: goalie or did he play out? He
0: played defense. He was my best friend out there. (laughs) Active stick was clearing pucks out, and he was he was an absolute blast to work with. He was uh, just so much fun, and I a couple of people were telling me he was giving me even praise and I didn't even want that to go to my head but he was <laughs> he was phenomenal tonight he was t- talking to everybody he was taking pictures he was really embracing uh, london as a whole and and being with the crowd for hockey fest and make a wish and he was at the game tonight and just an absolute stand up guy
2: we're not the unhappiest city in the world no. or in the country come on we'll we're happy <laughs>
0: Let uh, I me mean, well, talk to those people. What an absolute treat today, and we will get to a lot more here on the show. Hungriest night, three-star selection. Knights win again at home. They have a 3-2 series lead and can close it out on Sunday. This is Helly Gully London Knights Hockey presented by Peter Lynch and Associates. Heating and air conditioning on the home of the London Knights, 980 CFPL.
1: As it lost in skates, now it's pulled free. Here is Cowan to Winterton, floats it ahead. It's going to go wide, but Cowan will get to it. Cowan in the right corner, empty net. Cowan gets knocked down, and the puck is underneath him. Cowan gets back to his feet. 2.35 remaining, the Sting will dig it free. Pass to Job, trying to get out of his own. Cowan steals. steal. Cowan scores! Cowan scores! What an effort! Easton Cowan! And the Knights lead 4-1. Oh,
0: there you have it. One of two empty netters on the night, Easton Cowan. What a what an effort on that goal, too. Gets knocked down, finds a way to get the puck, steals it, and puts it into the empty net there. We were just talking about this, guys, but this was one of the more memorable games that you're going to remember for some time.
1: Over
2: uh, Memorial Cups, uh, many years, we've got... Uh, uh, championships that put banners up here but this one uh didn't put a banner up but in the circumstances these unique circumstances uh this was one of the more memorable games uh for a young guy to step in like that and for against a team that i think is an excellent hockey club two great what a series this has been guys it's, two great teams well coached competitive We've got lots of chirping and pushing and shoving, but th- there's a uh, respect there. That's playoff hockey. That's playoff hockey. It's, it is what it is. And these two are, these two teams are putting on
0: a show. They really are. It's a treat for fans and us to watch over here. Three-star selection presented by Coulters pharmacy and home health care, the official health and wellness center of the London Knights, Denver Barkey, goal and an assist tonight. He was fantastic. He scored uh, the second goal immediately after Sarnia tied the game at one. He also added that helper, uh, Zach Bowen, what more can you say about him? 30 stops on the night in a pivotal game. He earns a second star. And Ryan Winterton, who is having himself a series, scores two more goals, including the, insur- uh, the game-winning goal tonight. And uh, two-goal performance gets him the first star. We move on to the Hungriest Night edition, presented by 1160 Bar & Grill. For the best steaks, ribs, and more, 1160 Bar & Grill. More than just a number, 1160 Wellington Road South. Jim?
2: Well, the captain, uh, you know, goes with Easton Cowan, which can you ever go wrong? Uh, And so, Captain Stinkpants, salute to you. That's a good call, Uh, Easton Cowan. I'm going to sort of change things up here. Usually I try and pick a non-star, but the Zach Bowen story to me is just overwhelming my thoughts right now, and I think uh, I just want to tip my cap to that guy because of the performance under these circumstances. 30 saves out of 32 shots. Uh, and also a secondary uh, tip of the cap to uh, Knight's uh, goaltending coach, Darren McChesney, who got him prepared for this moment and worked uh, worked with him all year, had a great year with him. And I want to give him a salute as well because
1: I know he was a big part of that him being able to pull this off.
0: Tonight. Absolutely. I agree with that as well.
1: Well, we are supposed to go away from the stars, or we usually do, but the hungriest guy I saw on the ice tonight was Ryan Winterton. Everything he did was at a championship type level. He was everywhere he should have been on the back check, breaking up plays. He wound up scoring two goals, but it was everything else that he did. Blocked a shot at one point and then found a way to get off the ice so that he didn't have to hobble around. I mean, he was he was the hungriest guy on the ice and he was a guy that really propelled the London Knights, along with Zach Bowen, and of course all of the other things we've talked about, but well, how you know, key the, was that? How key, key was the, in the engine.
2: How key was the third goal? Right? Huge.
0: Absolutely massive. And I'm going to agree with the captain today. I, Easton Cowan, I thought was involved in almost every facet of the game. He was taking hits to make plays. He was blocking shots. That effort on the empty net goal. I just oh. rewatched it, Mike, on your feed. I the effort level of skating almost 200 feet battling in the corner against multiple players, then coming out and still having enough energy to then strip a defender off the puck and then die forward to punch it in the empty net. That it, like your caption, Mike was perfect. If you want to see effort in hockey, watch this 4 one nights Easton Cowan gets my vote today.
2: Well, you can never uh, go too far wrong. He also uh, was key to a couple of key penalty kills. Um, getting a stick there was one particular case where he tipped a pass there was Pastajoff on the right wing side with that left shot cocked and ready to go uh for a dangerous shot which he always is dangerous and cowan just got enough on that pass to make sure it didn't get in the wheelhouse of pastor and then he battled for the puck along the boards and out it went so he did he did everything also penalty kill defensive offensive
0: I want to give a quick kudos too to to Ruslan Gazazov who came back into the lineup after missing, I believe, the first four games or at least three, and comes back and scores the opening goal tonight for the Knights. Uh, that's he when when you have a weapon like he can shoot the puck like no other, and all it takes is that puck to be on his stick for a quarter of a millisecond, and it's off in a hurry. And that's that's a that's an almost pro shot that beats Goudreau to get this game going.
2: Yeah, and he wa- he's got that skill, that dynamic skill, and he can create. That kind of goal when you don't need to have uh, the pressure on for five minutes before you finally break through. He's got the electric skill to make it happen like a lightning bolt.
0: There is one other game in the Ontario Hockey League we will get to, some other scores in the NHL, and a whole lot more as the Knights take Game 5 at Budweiser Gardens of the Western Conference Final, and they now have a 3-2 to two series lead. This is Hully Gully London Night Hockey presented by Peter Inch and Associates. Heating and air conditioning on the home of the Knights, 980 CFPL. The London Knights are one win away from the OHL final with a 5-2 victory here at Budweiser Gardens in the West final and now have that 3-2 series lead. Other scorers from uh, the Ontario Hockey League presented by Tim Hortons or local London Tim Hortons and North Bay, they take a 3-2 series lead as well with a 6-2 win over Peterborough. They come back home and fire 52 shots on net in that game. Three goals in the first and second period apiece would coast them to a victory and North Bay, they are one win away from advancing as well. Good stuff to see from them. That has been a, both teams have flexed their muscles defensively and shown what they can do. That has been as entertaining a series as this one. In the NHL, Carolina, steamrolling right now. New Jersey, that is a 4-0 lead at the end of two. Carolina with injuries to Andre Svechnikov and Max Pacioretty and uh, I I believe it's uh, Ellie Tolvanen or...
1: Yeah, totally about Taravine. Uh, Tara Vinen, so, sorry. Yeah.
0: All three of those guys Crazy. hurt. That's 70 goals off your <laughs> roster. And <laughs> yes, Barry cockney yemi has got two goals. Marty Nikas has a goal, and Jordan Stahl has the other. And Freddie Anderson has made 21 saves so far. And Carolina is looking to take a 2 nothing series lead in that one as well. Game six of these two teams will be played uh, on Sunday, gentlemen. You will have the call here for the Knights. The one thing... Uh, Jim, that you mentioned you want to treat that game if you're London like you did tonight, where you do not want to risk coming back here for Game Seven. It's not the end of the world, but if you can close that thing out, which is an obvious statement, but that's you got to have that and not let Sarnia get their get their wings underneath them and, and allow them to attack.
2: Which means uh, a better start than the first two games, three and four in Sarnia. You know, get the more Sarnia goes and the vice starts to close in on them you get the say an early lead for example or you get into a late game situation with a tie then and then you're faced with oh uh that's a whole different feeling and a feeling sarnia hasn't had so yeah it's uh you know the players all know they know what's at stake and uh they they uh will be in sarnia sunday will be there 1 on the pregame and what more do you want this time of year to be playing in uh, the first weekend
1: in May?
0: Ranking this series quickly, Mike, where does this rank for you in terms of series for the London Knights and from a, a purely entertainment value standpoint?
1: Yeah, for the, the emotion and the storylines, I don't know. The fact that we waited since 1999 to get this, and it's certainly living up to all of that 24-year hype. Yeah, this is this is one of the this is one of the special ones, and now the hardest game to win for the London Knights is straight ahead of them, and Sarnia is playing for their lives on Sunday. This series may still have a lot to offer.
2: Yeah, I mean, conference finals are interesting because uh, sometimes, and in our our sort of history together, they can kind of be anticlimactic. They've gone quickly uh, for the most part, mm-hmm. um, and so. Uh, Yeah, you don't uh, get too many even in league finals. The 05 team won in five. The uh, 12 12 and 13 teams won in five and four. The 16 team, a sweep. So it's (laughs) been a while since uh, a competitive uh, conference final like this for London. And it's a great feeling from just a hockey standpoint. You just tip, tip the cap to the game because this is what it's all about right here.
0: And we'd love to see it here. Well, as uh, these guys mentioned, they will have the call Sunday afternoon, 1.30 pregame, 2.05 puck drop. And if necessary, Game 7 will be Monday night right back here at the Bud. That is it for After the Buzzer. Thank you for listening. Get home safely. And as always, thank you for being a part of the show. This is Gully, London Nights Hockey presented by Peter Inch and Associates. Heating and air conditioning on the home of the Knights, 980 CFPL.